Hey guys, Kyler back with Kyle Girls Undead Podcast, episode number 36. Um, again, holding off NBA talk until me and me and, uh, me and Fee get on the cast together, which should be, I believe should be next week, next weekend around. Um, so yeah, we're going to, we'll get, we'll dive hard into the NBA. Today I'm going to start off with Fury Wilder 3 reaction. Just a few combat sports headlines, uh, overreaction or not, from NFL Week 5 and College Football Week 6. College football, a look back at Week 6, Top 5, Week 7 headlines and discussions, my new Power 26 rankings, College Football Games and Spreads of the Week. Who do you want to start your franchise for NFL quarterback? Kind of did. I did a mix of young guys, elite quarterbacks, and like probably middle of the road, ranked 10 to 20 quarterbacks. Uh, then we'll get into some NFL. Look back at Week Five, my Week Six, my Week Six headlines and discussions, and then my Post Week Five Power Sixteen, and then last but not least, NFL games and spreads, which we nailed last week, uh, especially on the games. But let's get into it. Wilder Fury Three, um, incredible! It was an incredible, incredible uh, fight. Maybe the best boxing match I've ever watched live on TV. I can't really think of another one. I mean, Triple G and Canelo One was and One and Two were very good. Uh, Wilder Fury 2 obviously it was kind of dominant but it was fun to watch and this one was unreal the drama um, we'll start off we're going to do what Wilder did well what Fury did well and then I'm going to do give you my we'll do actually we'll go my scorecard before the KO what did I have the how did I have the card so 10 round 1 I thought Wilder came out looked good um, using the jab to the body Fury really I think Fury does this in fights at times in round one, he wants to look at what your plan is. Wilder was looking to be very aggressive in this fight. Um, came out with a strong jab to the body. You know, missed on a bunch of them, but he landed some. He won the round. He was the aggressor. Fury didn't do much. So 10-9 Wilder after one. Round two, I thought was Fury. He started getting into a groove, countering really well. The left hook counter was there, right hand. Um, and again, in this fight, I did not think Fury, even though it was an instant classic, I did not think he fought particularly well for how good Tyson Fury is. I didn't think he fought as good as he could. It was enough, though, and that's because he's by far the best in the world. Round two is his, though. Round three, obviously the knockdown for Fury. Um, I want to say it was a left hook, right uppercut. I'd have to rewatch again. I've watched it twice, but I have to make sure. I rewatched it the second time to make sure I had the rounds how I wanted them. So 10-8 Fury. He's up 29-27. Round four is the big round for Wilder, the two knockdowns. He gets a 10-7 round, clearly won that round. He goes in my, I had him up 37-36 after four. Round five, uh, round five, I thought Fury was just kind of just getting his legs back under him. It, you could argue he won that round too. I gave it to Wilder. Um, you know, like I said, I think Fury just tried to get his legs back under him. So after round five, I had it 47-45 Wilder. After this though, did not have Wilder win another round. Round six, Fury started to get going again. 10-9 Fury, so Wilder up 56-55. Round 7, Fury started in the corner. You heard Sugar Hill Stewart go, land the jab. The jab's the key, and he started landing the jab in round 7 really well. Another round for him, so it's 65 all after 7. Round 8, again, jab right hand was there all night. 10-9 Fury, 75-74 Fury after 8. Round 9, again, Wilder's really slowing down at this point. Um... Really, legs aren't there. He's landing some punches, but you can tell Fury's not respecting him anymore because they don't have enough power on him. 85-83 Fury after 9. Round 10, Fury gets another knockdown. So going into the round 11 where the knockdown where the knockout happened, I had Fury up 95-91. So what did Wilder do well? Quick start. 
he knew he had to start quick. Um, if he didn't start quick, he knew this could be a short night for him. And I think Fury kind of expected that Wilder would not do this. I think he thought that Wilder would try to set traps and just look for the right hand because he knows he can't outbox him. But he came out with a quick start, so Fury had to adjust. Um, jab to the body was great by Wilder early. Um, I thought that uh, he kind of went away from it, but I think that was because he was tired and he knew there was he would get countered off that repeatedly if he threw the jab. Then he landed the right hand very well as Fury closed the distance in this fight. Even later in the rounds when he was... There wasn't, it wasn't the knockout power, you know, Deontay Wilder had when he knocked him down in round 12 of the first fight. That was mainly because it wasn't really a war. It was kind of a tactical battle. But he landed the right well throughout the entire fight when Fury was closing the distance. Um, you know, I thought Wilder improved from fight two to three. Um, I just, I just knew that. I mean, round four, I was a bit scared, but I just knew that he's just not a good enough boxer. Fury would just be able to adjust too quick to his game plan. What Fury did well, he was patient early. Um, rounds one and two, really patient. Round three, got the knockdown. Thought he got a little greedy in round four, and that's why he got dropped. He kind of came rushing in with his you know, guard not up, and that's why he got caught. Countered Wilder's right hand, great. Um, he was able to slip and land his right hand or left hook. Uh, after round, after the knockdown and kind of round five, starting round six, the one-two was, was just so crisp and unbelievable. He'd land that jab right hand easily. Uh, late in the fight, like I said, started listening to Sugar Hill and started popping the jab, and that's what set up the round 10 knockdown and the KO in round 11 was that jab. His jab, he, I think he just wanted to walk, knock out Wilder with one big punch, so he wasn't using the jab early. He started to use it after round 6-7, and then the fight was just over. Um, like I said, though, one of the greatest, probably the greatest boxing match I've ever watched live, like on TV. Obviously, I wasn't, you know, I've gotten into boxing more over the past three, four years, so it's not like I've seen a ton, but this is the best one by far. It was a war, an instant classic. Wilder's extremely tough and durable. Um, I think if he lands that right hand on anyone else besides Fury, he puts them to sleep. And that's why I think there's if he doesn't want to retire, which it doesn't sound like he does, um, there's still a ton of good fights for him. Ruiz. Um, Adillian White, maybe. Um, the loser of Joshua Usyk, too. He could fight, he could fight the loser of Joshua Usyk, too, for sure. Um, he's just got to keep, I think, I honestly think he improved this new trainer though. People can say what they want. I thought he improved. His jab was better. I think he just, he threw the jab too much with nothing coming behind it to where Fury didn't have to worry when he started countering the jab because Wilder really wasn't throwing the right, early on, he wasn't throwing the right hand behind the jab. And then as the fight went on, he kind of went away from the jab because he was tired and he was just head hunting me basically. So yeah, uh. But yeah, Fury, my, again, in my opinion, even though Fury won this fight and on the scorecards seemingly dominated besides the knockdown, um, the two knockdowns, uh, he did not fight his best. And if he, he's going to have to fight better if he fights Usyk. Joshua, I'm not worried about. I think he knocks out Joshua too. Usyk though, with how good of a boxer Alexander Usyk is, I think Usyk, you know, you have to, uh, he's going to have to be, now, he didn't have to worry about the power as much, so I don't know how that goes. Fury might just be able to dominate him because he's so much bigger, but Usyk's a much better, better boxer. He's going to set stuff up way more. He's going to have to worry about that way more than he did with Wilder or Joshua, in my opinion. But yeah, it was an unbelievable fight. Um, just absolutely crazy. Uh, the two knockdowns, because I was going to be a huge Fury guy. Two knockdowns, I was like, oh shit, he got him. Um, I thought he got him out of there, but then you could realize on the second knockdown, if you watch, when I watched it the second time, when he goes down the second time in round three, four, right? Yeah, round four. 
it wasn't so much that he was hurt. I think he was honestly just trying to take another rest and get his legs back under him, really. I think that's all it really was. So, you know, I don't think he was – the first one hurt him for sure. It didn't, like, hurt him bad, bad. It just really wobbled him. And, uh, uh, you know, he came out round five, just tried to – tried to just get his legs back under him, kind of gave that round away, but then round six on, he just put it on him, you know, really just put it on Deontay Wilder, who was getting very tired at at the point of round six and seven. Um, So let's go to a little combat sports headlines and discussions. Just a few. Obviously, we talked about Ngannou, or here we go. Bud Crawford said Keith Thurman is a bigger fight than his upcoming bout with Sean Porter. He said, not that I'm overlooking Porter, but Thurman's a better fighter and a bigger name. I agree. Um, I heard that was if Bud Crawford can't get you know, the undisputed title fight. He would love Keith Thurman next after Sean Porter, which would be a big fight. But yeah, I agree with him. And hopefully he's not looking past Sean Porter, though, because Sean Porter's very good. Caleb Plant says his name will live on forever when he KOs Canelo. I don't know if you're going to KO Canelo, buddy. But I do think if he beats Canelo, it's going to have to be a finish. I don't think he can outpoint Canelo. I really don't. But we're going to find out. It's going to be awesome. Uh, Masvidal Edwards will go down December 11th at UFC 269. Uh, no word yet on if it's three or five rounds. I heard possibly three, though. But that wasn't from the UFC. That was just from, you know, another source. Um, that move, uh, so Moreno and Figueredo 3 will actually be moved to UFC 270 on January 22nd. I heard this is because Izzy and Rob is probably not going to go down until February now. And the main event of that one is obviously Ngannou gone. So you don't really need to put Izzy and Rob on that card. You can do Izzy and Rob in mid-February is your big main, your big pay-per-view for February. Rock holds out of the Strickland fight on November 6th for UFC 268 at Madison Square Garden with a herniated disc. UFC is looking for a replacement. Gaslam has said stuff. Uriah Hall, I think, maybe. I'd love to see Hermansing. Gilbert Burns even volunteered. Um, but, yeah, that's really it for the headlines. Not many headlines right now uh, for boxing UFC. Not really a big card this weekend. We'll definitely get into the card next weekend. That'll be... Um, Polo Costa, Marvin Vittori, so that's a big fight. So here we go. Overreaction or not from NFL Week 5 and College Football Week 6. Let's get on. Let's get College Football first. Alabama will not make the playoffs. That is an overreaction. Um, well, God, is it though? Because they kind of have to beat Georgia, right? In the SEC title game, they kind of have to be beat Georgia. They go 11-2. and two, They're not getting in on two losses. Because you got to think Cincinnati's going to run the table. OU at most will probably have one loss, but probably undefeated. Big Ten's going to get either one of those teams that are ranked, which we'll get into. I have them ranked four through nine. One of those teams is going to get in. Um, you know, Oregon, tough for them because the Pac-12 is so weak. That loss really hurts. Georgia's going to get in as long as they're undefeated heading into the SEC title game. So really, Alabama has to, has to beat Georgia, and I don't know if they're better than Georgia. So I'm going to actually say that's not an overreaction because I don't think they beat Georgia. If I thought they beat Georgia, I would say it's an overreaction. But I don't think they beat Georgia. So I'm going to say, yeah, not an overreaction. Georgia is by far the best team in the country. Not an overreaction. Um, they are. They're the clear favorites. I don't see a team. Iowa just can't, doesn't have a quarterback. Let's just be real about Iowa-Penn State. Iowa wins that, or Penn State wins that game if Sean Clifford doesn't get knocked out. I understand he had two picks, but they're up 17-3, and they can at least move the ball with Clifford. They couldn't move the ball off their back. They scored three points after Clifford left the game. Iowa didn't have a quarterback. So, there, yeah. I mean, OU, we don't know. Their defense doesn't look great. They have a freshman quarterback now. And so are OU legit title threats with Caleb Williams at quarterback? OU is – OU are now legit title threats with Caleb Williams at quarterback. Overreaction? Because I don't know. It's one game. 
You know, it's one game, and their defense still looks sus. So I'm going to say it's a little bit of an overreaction here. I do think they're better because what OU wants to do is not what Rattler does, vertical throws down the field. Caleb Williams can obviously throw the ball vertically down the field. So I think they are a better team with Williams in than Rattler. But I'm going to say overreaction. I don't think they're legit title threats yet. Iowa's proved they're Big Ten best. No, they're not. They're not. I would honestly rank them third. I, in the rankings, you have to put them up there because they're undefeated and they just beat Penn State, I guess. So you got to move them up. But I would say Ohio State's better, and I'd say Penn State fully healthy is better. I don't know if they play Michigan. I guess I can look that schedule up right now. I don't believe they play Michigan or Michigan State. Iowa football schedule. No, they don't. They don't really play anybody good. They're going to run the table most likely. I say the only tough game they have left is at Nebraska, just because it's hard to play in Nebraska. But, yeah, I don't see them losing, so I think they'll play Ohio State probably. They'll play Ohio State or Penn State, in my opinion, in the Big Ten title. I think Ohio State's the best team in the Big Ten right now. But they do have a loss to Oregon at home, so we'll have to just wait and talk about that a different day. NFL now. Chiefs are not a top three team in the AFC right now. That's not an overreaction. Uh, I'd say the Ravens. Yeah, I mean, I would say you could you would say the Ravens, the Bills, the Chargers, the Browns are all better right now. You'd have to say even though they beat the Browns, I'd have to say right now. In the NFL, you have to go week by week. Who's playing the good at right now? It doesn't matter if you lost the the Browns lost to the Chiefs in week one. They're a better team right now for sure. So yeah, I uh, I would I would say that's not an overreaction. Bills are the best team in the NFL. Massive overreaction. I'd say they're probably, I would put them as the best team in the AFC right now. It's close with the Ravens and the Chargers, but they're not the best team. I don't think they're better than that top four in the NFC. And they're barely better than Green Bay. And I still think if Green Bay and the Bills played in the Super Bowl, I would take Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. So yeah, that's an overreaction. Lamar Jackson is MVP frontrunner. Not an overreaction. Um, so I didn't, I did my. MVP rankings last time, so we're taking a break, and I'll update the MVP rankings next week. But Lamar would be my front runner right now for sure. If I had to think about it, Lamar one, Brady two, Murray three, Allen four, and then you'd have to say probably Dak five or Derrick Henry because he's basically single-handedly carrying the Titans. Baker proves Sunday he's a franchise quarterback. Well, I've said this before. He didn't have to prove it to me Sunday. He is a franchise quarterback. It's not an overreaction. Baker Mayfield is a franchise quarterback. You can win a Super Bowl Baker Mayfield. Um, I do think they, after this season, they do got to get better weapons at receiver. Landry's become injury prone. Odell's injury prone. You got to get some better receivers in there, in my opinion. You know, maybe a, you trade for Allen Robinson or if he's a free agent, you know, Devontae Adams potentially. Get a really elite receiver in there. I think Odell's days of being elite are over. I think he can still very be very good at times. And there's going to be, you know, five games a year where he has 150 yards and two touchdowns or a touchdown. But most of the time, I think, you know, he's just not an elite receiver anymore. But, yeah, Baker proved he is a franchise quarterback. That is not an overreaction. So college football. So take a look back at week six. Spencer Rattler got benched. Freshman Caleb Williams comes in to lead a 21-point comeback for OU, and they beat Texas 55-48 in a thriller. 28-7 at one point, and then 41-20 also. God. Yeah, Rattler, I think I don't think Rattler will start this week. Um, I think it'll definitely be Caleb Williams. You have to, right? You have to ride the hot hand right now. 
So, yeah, unbelievable job by Caleb Williams. Old Miss edges Arkansas 52-51. Arkansas went for two with no time left. Failed the two-point conversion. Defense was optional in that game. 1,200 yards of total offense between the two teams. Yeah. Um, no defense there. Big win for Ole Miss, though. A&M upsets Alabama at Kyle Field, 41-38. Third-string quarterback, Zach Calzada, throws for 285 yards and three touchdowns. He was unbelievable. A&M's defense was up to scratch. Alabama kind of figured him out a little bit late, had a block punt, but they held him to a couple field goals late that if Alabama would have turned those field goals into touchdowns, A&M probably would have lost. They drive down the field, kick game-winning field goal. Unbelievable upset for my Aggies. Uh, very happy for them, and that was a big win. Maybe should have been playing Calzada the previous two weeks and we'd still be undefeated. Iowa beats Penn State 23-20. Penn State was up 17-13 when quarterback Sean Clifford had to exit the game with an injury. As I said, Iowa didn't impress me. Penn State really didn't super impress me, but they were dominating the game early, 17-3 with Clifford. Then he goes out. So, yeah, like I said, I don't think Iowa or Penn State are playoff teams. I think I would honestly say Penn State's more playoff team than Iowa, though, because they have a quarterback. But I think Ohio State is the best team in the Big Ten. Michigan and Notre Dame scrapped for big road wins. The Irish beat Virginia Tech. Michigan beat Nebraska, both by a score of 32-29. Big win for Michigan to stay undefeated. About to get into the rankings here soon. Notre Dame obviously needed a win, but I think, you know, with their schedule and, you know, losing one game, they're not going to make the playoff this year. So my week five, my top five week seven headlines and discussions. Who starts for OU, Caleb Williams or Rattler? Has to be Caleb Williams. You ride the hot hand. He came in and played so well. You know, maybe this is a reality check for Rattler. So, yeah, you got to start Caleb Williams. Can unbeaten Kentucky shock the world? <laughs> I don't think so. Georgia's too good. Um, it's in Georgia. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take Georgia for sure. I mean, Georgia's going to win this game probably. I think Kentucky probably a little bit of a fight. Minus 22 and a half, right, to spread. I like Georgia. I think Kentucky covers that. Won't be one of my top five spreads because I'm still nervous about it, but yeah. Does Texas bounce back after blowing 21-point lead to, to OU? I kind of do. I'm not really sold on Oklahoma State, so I'm not sure about that one. I think I like Texas, though. I do like Texas. Will Arkansas bounce back at home versus Auburn? Good game. I think this game could be a little – I mean, Auburn's defense is so good. I think this could be a little more low scoring. Um, I like I like Arkansas to bounce back. Is Old Miss Tennessee a game where it's first one to forty? I think it's first one to fifty or sixty to be honest, but that's gonna be a very high scoring game and I can't wait for that. Alright, so let's get into my post week six college football power twenty six rankings. So number one is obviously Georgia. One and six and oh. They're number one. Oklahoma I have it two, six and oh. Cincinnati at three, five and oh. Iowa at four, six and oh. Alabama at five at five and one. Ohio State at six at five and one. Penn State at seven, five and one, eight Michigan, nine Michigan State, both six and zero. Oh. So nine, eight, seven, six, four belong to the Big Ten. Ten Old Miss at five and one, eleven Oregon at four and one, twelve Kentucky, six and zero, oh. thirteen Oklahoma State, five and zero, oh. fourteen Wake Forest, six and zero, oh. fifteen Notre Dame, they're five and one. Coastal Carolina six and zero oh at sixteen. Arkansas four and two at seventeen. Arizona State at eighteen, five and one. Florida. A&M both 4-2 and two at 19-20, and 20. SMU at 21, BYU at 22, who lost last week to Boise State, they're 5-1, and one. San Diego State 23 at 5-0, and oh. NC State at 4-1 and one at 24, and 25 Texas, 26 Auburn, both 4-2. and two. 
All right, so let's now get in to college football game to spread. So my week seven top five games of the week. I went three and two last week. I'm eighteen and twelve. Let's get better. I mean, I like the over above five hundred. I'd like to be in the sixty five percent win category though. Number twelve Oklahoma State at number twenty five Texas Saturday at noon Eastern. I'm going Texas. Bounce back. Thirty four thirty one. I love their running back. I like their quarterback and their weapons. I'm going Texas thirty four thirty one. 26 Auburn at 17 Arkansas at 12 at noon Eastern as well. I'm going Arkansas 34 30. 22 Baylor or 22 BYU at Baylor Saturday at 3 30 p.m. Eastern. Give me Baylor 31 24. BYU drops two in a row. I like Baylor in this one. Number 12 Kentucky, who's 6 0 versus number 1 Georgia, who's also 6 0 Saturday at 3 30 p.m. Eastern. Give me Georgia 31 17. Number 10 Old Miss at Tennessee Saturday 7 30 p.m. Eastern. Give me Old Miss 45 35. So my week seven top five spreads of the week went five and zero last week. I'm now twenty and ten overall. Uh, I'm taking Ole Miss minus two and a half at Tennessee, Michigan State minus two and a half at Indiana, Boise State minus five and a half versus Air Force, Southern Alabama minus two and a half versus Georgia Southern. That's a Thursday night. That's that's tonight. Um, Oregon minus three and mi- minus thirteen and a half versus Cal. What? Who do you want to start your franchise? We're going to start off with the you know the the guys that can be ranked anywhere from like probably, I wouldn't say 10, let's say 14 to 23. Derek Carr or Carson Wentz. I've tried to ride Carson Wentz and I thought he played really good against the Ravens. I'm going to take Derek Carr because I think he just has more to him. Like I think he can just give you more than Carson Wentz can throwing the ball. So I'm going to take Derek Carr who was having a good season until the last 2 weeks. They've played really bad. Surprised the Colts are one and four still. Really surprised me they should have beat the Ravens. But yeah, I'm gonna take Derek Carr. Jalen Hurts or Kirk Cousins. You know, Jalen played all right last week. They got bailed out by a block punt, in my opinion. Um give me Kirk Cousins. I think he's playing really well. I know the Vikings are only two and three and they're they were my dark horse to start the year in the NFC, but I like Kirk Cousins. I think he's a really good quarterback, and I would take Kirk Cousins over Jalen Hurts. For the rookies, Justin Fields or Trey Lance. Like I said, I think both these guys have, you could argue, this, the highest ceiling out of the rookie quarterbacks coming out. I like Fields more. I think he's much better of a passer and more polished passer than Lance is, and I think he will only get better at that. I still like Lance, but I'm going to go Fields over Trey Lance. Uh, Zach Wilson or Mac Jones? So I think with the Patriots don't, Mac Jones is smart, doing a lot of plays where he's dumping it down for four yards, five, six-yard passes. They're not really cutting him loose, per se. They're not really letting him throw it down the field. The Jets are like, yeah, we're going to let. And I'm not saying that that's not Mac, Mac Jones. I'm not saying Mac Jones' game. You know, you wouldn't call Mac Jones a gunslinger down the field like call Zach Wilson. So the Jets are going to let Wilson throw the ball vertically. And in my opinion, besides the four interception game, he's been the most impressive rookie this year. His arm really is really gifted. Um, I would take Zach, Zach Wilson or Mac Jones. Like I said, going in, I thought... Mac Jones was the worst quarterback out of the five. I had Wilson at four. Again, I'm going to keep Wilson at four for now because I'm giving Trey Lance time. I think Trey Lance is the least ready. That's why I think he's going to struggle. He's not playing this week, of course. He's got the sprained ankle. But that's why I said he was going to str- He would struggle the most probably because with Wilson, Jets are so bad, but Trey Lance is just so raw. But yeah, Wilson over Jones, Fields over Lance. So for the elite, Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson? Um... I yeah, there's there's not many guys I'd take over Aaron Rodgers. Maybe two, maybe only one. Give me Aaron Rodgers for sure. Um, just you know, 
you think of a big time drive, you know, you know, Russell Wilson does come to mind, but you think of a guy or two guys that comes to mind, big time drive, who do you want to your quarterback? You think of Brady and you think of Aaron Rodgers. He's already done it now. He did it with the Bengals win and he did it with the Sam Fram win as well. That's just what Aaron Rodgers does. And not say Russell Wilson's a bad quarterback. Russell Wilson's unbelievable, but I would just take Aaron Rodgers. Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen? This is insane to me that I saw Patrick Mahomes is not a top-five quarterback in the NFL anymore. Yeah, the Chiefs are bad, and he's not playing the best, but I still think he has like 16 passing touchdowns through five games. Patrick Mahomes all day over anybody. It's Mahomes. And then I heard that they'd take Herbert over Mahomes to start their franchise. Jesus. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes over Josh Allen. Josh Allen's incredible, though. NFL, a look back at week five. Russell Wilson is out six to eight weeks. Is this his final year in Seattle? I do think so. I think Russ is gone after this year. Isn't it crazy? You could see Russ and Aaron Rodgers on different teams next year. It's a very big possibility. Heard Russ loves New York, and the Giants could look for a quarterback. Is it now time to panic for for Chiefs fans? I don't want to say you need to panic a lot, but you need to start getting worried. You know? Their schedule coming up, though, is is fairly... It's not hard, is it? I don't think it's very hard. Hold on, let me see. Patrick on this fantasy team. So, I mean, coming up... God bless America. I mean, coming up, you got Washington... At Washington, at Tennessee, New York. Three bad defenses. They should win those games. You know, so let's say they win those three. They're five and three. They play Green Bay at home. Let's say Green Bay beats them. They're five and four. I think they beat Vegas six and four. They lose to the Cowboys six and five. I think they beat Denver and Vegas back to back. That makes them eight and five. Then you get the Chargers. Could be a loss, right? Or no, that make them nine and five right now. Nine and six. Then you got Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. You know, ten and seven, eleven and six. I think they're going to be fine. I think they're going to make the playoffs. I don't know if they'll win their division, um, but I do think they'll make the playoffs. Um, Chargers might win that division. So, yeah, but no, I wouldn't say panic, but worried. Chargers win shootout 47-42 over the Browns. Was that an AFC title preview? No, sir. Um, if you ask me right now, still to this day, who are the three, if you would take, you know, who in the playoffs, the playoffs could be assembled, you know, how I think it's going to end up. You're going to have the Ravens winning their division, the Bills winning their division, the Chargers winning their division, the, so the Ravens, and then probably the Titans. Then you say the Browns get in on a wild card. I'm going to say the Chiefs get in on a wild card. And I'm going to honestly say the Bengals get in a wild card. Out of those seven teams, give me your top two. If you could pick two teams, they don't play each other until the AFC title game, who would it be? I'm still going to I'm going to go Ravens-Chiefs. And I would say the Bills over the Browns or the, the Chargers. Cowboys roll the Giants. Are they NFL's best? 100% they are. Let's just move on. They're definitely the NFL's best team. Cardinals show they can win sloppy, gritty games with a 17 win over 49ers. I was honestly impressed by that. They didn't play good offensively. Their defense played well, albeit they played against a rookie quarterback. Yeah, they proved they can win the tough ones, not just these aired out, you know, finesse games. So my top five week six headlines and discussions. Can Browns bounce back at home versus unbeaten cards? I don't think so, but I think it'll be a close game. Can Chargers prove they're AFC's best and beat the Ravens on the road? Now, if the Chargers do, do go beat the Ravens on the road, I will say they might be the AFC's best. That's that's game of the week for sure. That's my game of the week. I'm going to start doing that. Game of the weeks. And I have to say Ravens and Chargers is your game of the week. 
Can Chiefs get back on track against Washington? Yes, they will. I think they put up a lot of points. They'll win that game. Can Cowboys get a big road win at New England? I don't see why not. Their defense shouldn't have trouble with New England, in my opinion, New England's offense. Kind of think it could be a little more low scoring than what the Cowboys have had recently, just because Belichick's defense has always played pretty well. But yeah, I'm gonna, the Cowboys get a win. Uh, will Bill stay rolling at Tennessee Monday night? Probably, yes, I would say. So here we go. We got four two and three teams in the top 16. So number one, I have the Dallas Cowboys, who are 4-1. and one. At two, I have the Arizona Cardinals, who are 5-0. and oh. At three, I have the Los Angeles Rams, who are 4-1. and one. At four, I got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are 4-1. and one. The Buffalo Bills, 4-1 and one at five. Green Bay Packers, 4-1 and one at six. L.A. Chargers, 4-1 and one at seven. Baltimore Ravens, 4-1 and one at eight. The reason why I have the Ravens under the Chargers right now, I worry about... Then you know they proved that they could do it in the comeback fashion, but you're not always going to get it. You're not always going to be able to do that. I worry about their offense sustaining drives early in games and staying in games at times. Nine Cleveland Browns who are three and two. Ten the Kansas City Chiefs who are two and three. Eleven Tennessee Titans who are three and two. Twelve New Orleans Saints at three and two. Thirteen Cincinnati Bengals at three and two. They're proving me wrong about the overrated thing. They should have beat Green Bay to be honest. Uh, Fourteen San Francisco 49ers at two and three. 15, the Minnesota Vikings at 2-3, and three, and 16, the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are also 2-3. and three. So here we go, my NFL games and spreads. Week 6 game predictions. I went 13-3 and three last week, 53-27 and 27 overall. Now hold on, did I pick the Chiefs against spread again because I need to stop doing that? Okay, I didn't. I'm not picking the Chiefs against spread until they win two in a row against spread. <laughs> okay, so Thursday night football tonight, 8.20 p.m. Eastern. I got Buccaneers 38, Eagles 23. Sunday early games, 1, 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern. Besides, this first one, special start time, 9.30 a.m. Eastern for the London game. Dolphins at Jags, technically. I'm going Jags 33-30 to get their first one of the year. Uh, Chiefs at Redskins, Chiefs 31-24. Chargers at Ravens, I'm going Ravens 27-24. Vikings at Panthers. Vikings go back-to-back, 24-20, Vikes. Packers at Bears, 27-17, Pack. Bengals at Lions, 30-27, Bengals. Texans at Colts. Colts win at 24-16. Rams at Giants. Ram- Giants are so beat up. Rams, 34, Giants, 17. Sunday midday games, around 4.30 p.m. Eastern. Raiders at Broncos. Give me Broncos, 2017. Cardinals at Browns. Give me the Cardinals, 34-31. Cowboys at Patriots, 27-19, Boys. Sunday Night Football, 8.20 p.m. Eastern. Seahawks at Steelers. Give me Steelers 30-20. Monday Night Football, 8.15 p.m. Eastern. Bills at Titans. Give me Bills 34-23. My Week 6, Top 5 Spreads of the Week. I'm still under 500 in the NFL spreads. 3-2 and two last week, 12-13 and 13 overall. Give me the Cowboys minus 3.5 at Patriots. Steelers minus 4 versus Seattle. Buccaneers tonight minus 6.5 at Eagles. Cardinals plus 3.5 at Browns. And Packers minus 3.5 at Bears. Boom. All right. So, yeah, again, main topic of the discussion today was definitely Fury Wilder 3. Awesome fight. Again, I had it 95-91 Fury heading into round 11 before the KO. Um, then, you know, Alabama goes down. OU's got a new quarterback. Cardinals remain unbeaten. Chiefs are sliding. But, yeah, we'll be back next week. Thank you guys for listening. Peace.